three, two, one. And welcome, you are listening to Charging Stallion Presents News We Like His name's Timmy His name's Cammy Boy And if you've never joined us before, you have had a, a poor, poor existence <laughs> We're here to make your <laughs> life worthwhile uh, this, this show Welcome is, to the other side Yeah, this is what it's like, this is what everyone's been talking about This is how life feels when you have purpose That's the most, <laughs> yeah, that's the most lofty intro we've done Mm. A bit arrogant of ourselves, but fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it's the first time that you've joined us, we're assholes. <laughs> no, the reality is it's just a, a news podcast where two men, would you call us men or boys? Um, I would say men bodies, boy souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're uh, two of whatever you call that, men boys. Two men boys sit down and we um, we discuss news articles that have caught our eye. Mm. That's right, Cam. From all around the world, obscure news is just a wonderful topic that uh, just gets crazier and crazier every every week, pretty much. It does. Sometimes it can be a little a little depressing, but normally we manage to find stories just about idiots, and it somehow makes me feel better. Like, oh, at least I'm not that guy. Yeah, some stories are unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> I um, we did when when we do the the um, trials for the audio, mm. um, and we and we can and do a clap to sync up to sync up the audio for later. I clapped this fucking like gash I gave myself on my hand today <laughs> when I was uh, so I was delivering, I was delivering. Um, like timber and 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 uh, cladding and shit like that, just um, home uh, hardware stuff. Yeah, and um, I I was uh, had some tin snips and I was cutting open like the packaging that it was in, and then the guy who was delivering it to was helping me put it in, in his garage. Yeah, and um, I got my like you know that flappy bit between your thumb and your pointer finger. Oh, kind of like webbing. Yeah, the webbing. Yeah, I got like a. A chunk. I took a chunk of the webbing out because the webbing got stuck in the in the tin snips. Oof. And then, yeah, dude. And then I was just like, I looked at it and it just looked super, super bruised. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, fuck it. Like that'll be all right. And then next thing, I'm carrying this. I'm helping carry these like panels that are going to be put up as walls. Yeah. And I've and then I looked down and I bled. <laughs> I've bled like all over this dude's shit. <laughs> Just a little reminder of who helped him I, build it, and I didn't tell him. Oh, you just moved. Yeah. On, you just moved on with your. You told me. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the fucked up thing, dude, is it's not the first time I've bled on some people's shit and not said anything about it. <laughs> 
Which time was worse, the other time or this? Um. Oh no, there was another time where it was where it was really 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 bad, and then the guy. Who I was giving it to, I think, looked at it, saw that there was blood on it, and was just like, oh, whatever. But we didn't speak about it. <laughs> oh, he didn't want to talk about it either. Nah, nah. Yeah. I think it was best best left unsaid. <laughs> That's crazy, though. He didn't even... Because you'd think that you'd go, oh, are you okay at least? But he was just like, nah, I hate this moment, so I'm just going to pretend it's not happening. Yeah, and to be fair, I'm happy that he reacted that way. Yeah, man. You didn't want to spend more time in that moment either. No way, I don't want to have that conversation about me bleeding all over his stuff that he paid heaps of money for. Like, that's <laughs> awkward. <laughs> oh, man. How are you doing, man? Yeah, good, man. Um, yeah, quite good, actually. I've been, I've been working for a few weeks. I lost my job because of our mate, uh, COVID-19, and that was terrifying. I'd never been so worried about money in my life. Uh but yeah, I managed to get a job in a call center, which is different to what the rest of my career has been, but I'm just super grateful to be working. It's really stressful. They sped us through the training. Apparently, our training was supposed to be eight weeks, and they jammed it into two weeks and then just put us straight on the phones, and we didn't even, like, we don't have anyone as a as a manager to who knows what we're supposed to be saying. So every time I turn around to look at my colleagues, everyone has this look on their face like, I am stressed out, but it kind of makes me feel like, oh, well, like at least we're all in this together. So is is there someone that looks more stressed out than you? At least one yes. person? Yeah. 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 Oh, sweet, dude. You're yeah, man. good. Yeah, man. Just got to sit you, in that middle middle ground. Yeah. you Look, you don't want to be the biggest fish in the pond and, and, and you sure as hell don't want to be the smallest. You just want to be... Somewhere in the middle. Yeah, man. Just, you know, just not being noticed by anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, bro. There's a guy there who is dominating. I just He just popped back into my head. So because hundreds and hundreds of people have started this call, in this call center team at the same time, we all have to like sit two meters apart in this office. Yeah. There's a couple of people who obviously the IT department hasn't been able to set them up properly. There's this guy who started at the same time as me and they haven't set him up so he can't log into the computer so he can't take phone calls but instead of not coming in he's been coming in every day and acting the, like he's a team leader so he he walks around real <laughs> real slowly and stands behind other people's computers and then like they'll be they'll put their hand up and he'll like start to answer them but then I had a chat to him and he's like nah I'm not a team leader they just haven't set me up on the computer I was like why are you wearing the business like a, a jacket with the logo of the place we work at. And he was yeah. like, he was like, oh, I just had a friend that used to work here. So I just got that. So this guy's just playing the game. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't need to be there, but he knows if he doesn't show up, he won't get paid. So he's just pretending, yeah. he's pretending to be a manager. And there's so many people in the office that he can get away with it. This guy sounds great. Is he cool? He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's real. He's I like, like this dude. Yeah, What's man. his name? His name's Jose. <laughs> fucking hell this dude is cool as fuck yeah bro he's he's real mellow and he's got a quiet voice as well and i see so many people in the office stick their hand up and he goes over and now i per- <laughs> i purposely i purposely strain my ears to try hear what advice he could possibly be giving because i don't have no idea and i'm like semi it minded and i i listen to it and his advice is just basically along the lines of like Oh, just like see what they're asking. It's real broad. It's real general. He'll just yeah. be like, 
he says stuff like just do your best <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what, you, what, what he's played the perfect game man. yeah jose knows his shit yeah bro i yeah. i have so much respect for him <laughs> yeah so do i yeah but there's an empty have you put your hand up yeah, I've put my hand up heaps. I haven't had I haven't had Jose give me advice. I've oh, had like true. actual team leaders come and tell me stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know what sort of advice he'd give me. It'd be general. It'd be like what a boomer would post on Facebook when they're going through yeah. something tough. Yeah. Yeah, Enter- entertaining but entirely useless. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Should we jump into yeah. some news stories? Full on. Let's do it. Tracy Grimshaw has been hosting a current affair from her spare bedroom. The spare bed was out and a makeshift TV studio was in when Tracy Grimshaw hosted a current affair from her bedroom. She started a few weeks ago and many Australians have already transitioned to working from home along with her. But as you'll know from experience, things don't always go to plan. So Tracy suffered a few fails throughout the broadcast, including her three dogs crashing the show. Uh, And she said, it is a spare bedroom, and in the interest of staying home, I'm going to be doing the show from here for a while. I have a small crew here for the first night, which is allowed, because they're, of course, working and essential. One of her crew members shared photos of how the spare bedroom was transformed into a home studio, complete with lights, audio, camera, and a television mounted to the wall, showing the show's backdrop. Now, at one point in the broadcast, that TV changed to a different TV channel. So she was trying to be talking about something that was the story that she was focused on. And then they just accidentally changed channel to a competitor TV channel. Uh, (laughs) And another person from her film crew took a photo of her bare feet and put them on his Twitter. So, uh, but she responded to that saying that most of the time that's what she's rocking. So under, under the table, even when she's working in a studio, she's wearing like slippers or socks or bare feet. Do you reckon somewhere out there in the dark, dark parts of the internet right now, Mm. someone's having a wank to Tracy Grimshaw's feet? Oh, they are now. You reckon? Now that we brought it up. Yeah. Like because I because I'm I'm not into the whole feet thing, um in a in a sexual way. Mm. It's just it's just I'm not against it or anything. It's just not my thing. But, but I didn't I didn't realize how popular how popular that as a as as like a as a sexual thing is. Yeah, and what how did you realize? Um, I was actually listening to uh, some other podcasts. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't just listen to ours. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, and they were talking about uh, people just telling telling you know stories of why they've they just love feet stuff. And and most of the things was that most of the reasons was I think they really come down to just just that they do. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same as any other sexual preference. Mm. I've. I've dabbled. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, like, I I wouldn't call myself a, a foot fetishizer or like a full-time foot lover. Yeah. It, it was one relationship. It was one relationship and... Oh, this is even even a porn thing. This is real, this is real life. Yeah, no. Nah, like, when I say I've dabbled, not on the internet, like, with nah. my... With my Bear, my bare mouth. Yeah. 
shit. Yeah. Like, you're not someone that's watched war videos. Like, you've been to Nam. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess like, an, <laughs> like a veteran, I don't want to go back. But that's yeah. like... <laughs> That's, <laughs> but it's not like it wasn't a bad time, but it was like for it was a thing for that relationship, I guess. I think it I, yeah. like I don't remember exactly the first time, but it was just like the foot was suddenly in my face, and then I just like you get caught in the moment and you you unleash yeah. you unleash, and then like, sucked on, like sucking on the toes and stuff. Yeah, like man. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sl- I'd say slobbering. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you've, ne- you've never um, you've never gone down that path. Um, oh, I'm sure I've had a toe in my mouth at some point, but I, just for a I, moment. Uh, yeah, just 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 for a moment, and then the moment was gone. Yeah, they say, and um, fleeting uh, yeah. is is life. <laughs> <laughs> life life is like a toe in the mouth. <laughs> That's, that's the original script before Forrest Crump was like, nah, actually, we need to rework. We've got to rework that. <laughs> like, he's right, but just people is, people aren't ready for that just yet. Can we switch it for chocolates or something that, <laughs> or something that is more traditionally in the mouth? <laughs> Could you, um, it would be awesome, though, to have a TV studio in your house. Yeah. I would, um, I'd, I'd trip out and do some weird shit. I'd maybe like take some acid, dress up as Tracy Grimshaw and pretend I'm running a current affair. That would be fun. Yeah, man. I'd enjoy that. You could have a lot of fun with a, with a, with a proper like news host set up in your, in your bed. How big was her spare room? Bro, I think that if you saw photos of this, you'd be like, oh, actually I've already got a better setup at my house. I think. True. Yeah. Like it was a pretty budget TV and it was when I say a table, like when we've done the podcast at the same location, our setup, like again, right from the intro, I'm making us sound cocky, but I think <laughs> I think that we've got better gear than what she had. Like she, yeah, real, yeah. It looked like they only told her half an hour before that they were doing it from her place. Like she was about to head to the studio, and they're like, "Have you got a tablecloth?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I guess the other thing too is like if you're if you're the kind of crew that um, only uses like proper state of the art studios and stuff, mm. and that's the only thing you've used for the last decade. I mean, it's it's it is a, a an, an art in itself running shows from your house. Yeah, man. Like there's there's different tricks that that take a little bit of time to realize to make it legit. Oh, absolutely. It's like having a Lego set where. Every time you play with it and your parents pack it away, they they chuck out a few of the pieces. And then when you want to rebuild the thing, you just have to be like, oh, okay, we don't have a proper mic stand, but we've got a broom and a tripod for a camera. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. But even that's better, that's than, what, what, better than what Tracy had. <laughs> Good feet, Bart. <laughs> Great feet. <laughs> Breast implants to fe- deflect bullet, saving Canadian woman's life. Tough. A Canadian woman survived a gunshot that went through both her breast implants. Doctors have credited the breast augmentation with keeping the bullet away from vital organs. 
Speaking to CNN, the surgeon said that medical staff in Toronto Hospital were amazed when the 30-year-old gunshot victim checked herself in to the emergency room. Whoa. (laughs) So, dude, this lady... Got, okay, let me explain the story. So she gets shot, right? And they don't really give too much of like the crime or, or, or anything like that. They just sort of um, talk about the hospital side of it. Yeah? yeah. And so she gets shot and it goes through one tip. So it goes through her like her right boob. Yep. And that first, um, that first breast implant slows the bullet down enough that when it hits um, her sternum, um, it bounces off her sternum and goes into her other fake breast instead of instead of <laughs> like if you got sh- like because <laughs> if you got shot if you, you just say you or I yeah. got shot like straight on a bullet's powerful enough that it just goes it goes straight through oh. your 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 sternum straight and you're out fucking dead straight out my back like it just goes yeah. I made yeah. a jelly meat yeah. Yeah, me, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm getting that way too. And um, it, so this goes through her right tit, off the sternum, into her left tit, and um, her breast implants save her life. And not only that, man, she like she this lady gets shot through both her tits yeah. and strolls, strolls into hospital. I think this is like the, the baddest chick ever. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, she's badass. She is fucking badass. She gets shot through both her tits and strolls into hospital like it's fucking nothing. That's fucked up. Yeah, man. Good on her. Blood gushing down her top. Yeah, dude. It's um, it's quite like a, a, a an image, hey, that it yeah. leaves in your mind. Yeah, I kind um, of imagine Charlize Theron, but somewhere between Charlize normal Charlies and uh, monster Charlies, you know, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, the transformation. Like, yeah, I reckon that's, that's the kind of image I've got of the lady. What does she look like? Have you got a picture? No, they didn't have any photos of her. Uh, um, they have photos of the implant with the bullet stuck in it. Though. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not great at guessing like breast size, but like uh, double D's maybe. Okay. Is that the size of a head? Like, um, not, not that big, like, uh, like, like a, a, like a 10 year olds, a 10 year olds head. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. two thirds of a bike helmet. Yeah. Some, something like that. Like, um, yeah. Like a half a watermelon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, and the article actually reads that four other implants have been reported as dam- uh, as um, damaged by firearms. In two cases, the implants were credited with saving the patients' lives. Oh, keep getting implants then, especially if you're hanging around with people who have guns on them. Yeah, like it's like a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. And less, like, and better, better aesthetically than a bulletproof vest. Yeah, if that's what you're into. <laughs> Giant Snorlax plush found decapitated on the side of the road in Singapore. A big trend around the world at the moment is the teddy bear challenge, where people are putting teddy bears in their windows so that kids who are going for their one hour a day uh, walk with their parents don't feel so scared of the fact that the streets are empty. They can feel glad when they look up at the windows and see all these teddy bears. The trend has been going around without a a hiccup, 
with stores and locals around the globe putting different teddy bears in the window for kids to see. But recently, a man in Singapore discovered the body of a giant Snorlax. Now, when I say giant, it's a it's about as big as a two seater couch. So you've got have you got a two seater in your lounge, Timmy? Yeah. Yeah, I think that I've sat on it. The one against the back wall facing the TV. Yeah, the green one. Yeah, yeah. man. It's like it's a bit bigger than that one. It's like an inflated version of that. But this guy was walking along, I guess, looking at all the other normal-sized teddy bears in the windows and then discovered a Snorlax, which is a, a type of Pokemon. It had had its Big one. Yeah, a giant one, and it had had its head sawn off. Um, and he says, it looks like someone was trying to get the Snorlax down the... Oh, it looks like they were trying to drive down a road that the Snorlax was on, but he was in the way, so they hopped out, ripped his head off so they could drive down that street. <laughs> so was it on the side of the road? This it thing? was blocking a road. Oh, isn't that what it does in Pokemon as well? <laughs> yeah, I guess I think you're right because I've I didn't know I don't know Pokemon Pokemon well enough. But in this story, it says it looked like he was doing his job, and I didn't understand that line yeah. in this article. So is this? Yeah, it, is that what he's known? I for? just finished. Yeah, I just finished. Like, um, well, like. Last last year when I went over to uh, Vietnam in December, yeah, fuck, I wish I could travel right now. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I played the like the original Pokemon Game Boy game. I was I was playing that on my phone that because I, I downloaded the, the the that game. Yeah, and um, yeah, Snorlax was a Pokemon that I caught, and in that game he's sleeping and he's blocking a road, and you can't actually walk past until you get like a poker flute and you play it and it wakes him up do you saw his head off with it nah there's no there's there that that's the weird thing about pokemon because there's no like massive violence and stuff like yeah. if you like when you like like beat the other pokemon they just go oh that pokemon fainted uh, okay yeah that's kind of good for kids yeah, but it's also like teeing you up for a, for a, a a life of cockfighting though <laughs> like Pokemon, Poke, the only thing that Pokemon like prepares you to do is fight animals, <laughs> like against each other. I I, yeah. I actually don't like if if um I don't have a problem with people fighting animals themselves yep. if if that animal wants to do it. Like if you were if 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 you were like say um you were walking uh. Like in the California hills, yep. or you're walking um, in uh, parts of Asia where there's lions, mountain lions, tigers, all those sorts of things. Mm. And you said to me, This fucking tiger came up to me, it wanted to fight, so I fought it and I beat it up. I'd be like, Yeah, that's sick. That's badass. Yeah, of course. But you can't just walk up to an animal that doesn't want to fight and fight it. Like that's, that's, that's not on. That's an attack. That's an attack, and, and I you think can't do that. That's the same as when they attack us, and we don't want to fight either. Maybe they're just not aware that we don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whenever I think about this, I always think about your bear story. Eh? <laughs> it's the only thing I ever think about. <laughs> um, but yeah, did they? So they didn't get to the bottom of who did it? No, nah, they didn't get to the bottom of it. 
basically this guy was just going for a walk, surveying the teddy bears for the teddy be- Kind of creepy that he's just doing the teddy bear challenge alone as a grown-up. But anyway, yeah. he came across... Undercover pedo, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah, and interesting also that nobody else saw this big teddy with its head ripped off. <laughs> just the just the undercover oh, guy. Hmm, a conspiracy. Yeah. I reckon he was out there trying to fiddle kids and uh, there was no kids because everyone's locked up inside and through his frustration, he took it out on the Snorlax. Yeah. <laughs> that is my that is could, my theory. You could be onto something. <laughs> Sweden's smelly solution to stop beer-fueled festival in park during the coronavirus. Authorities in Lund, Sweden, say 30,000 people have gathered in the, in the Stads Park in recent years to celebrate the Spring Festival. Um, the Swedish festival is spreading, uh, the Swedish city, sorry, is spreading a ton of chicken manure in a park to discourage people from gathering. Oh. Uh, most are students that go there, but some travel to the city from other parts. Uh, and the Sweden's government has... Uh, recently had such a light-touch approach on the coronavirus pandemic, but the city's mayor confirmed that the muck spreading was going ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Philip Sandberg said a ton of manure, a great name for a mayor too, I feel that's a really good mayor name, Mayor Sandberg, said a ton of manure would be spread on the ground to put a damper on anyone thinking of turning up for the annual event. Wow. Quite a creative solution. Um, what, okay, i got a question for you, Cam. Mm. So there's this park and it's covered in chicken shit yep. and it's, it's fresh. It's, um, it's fresh and they've even put, they've even mixed it with, with, with some horse shit as well, <laughs> just to make it real potent. Yep. Um, and the, this festival's still going on and there's like bands and stuff rocking up as well. What, what would have to be at your dream festival? that you would still go to it if it was covered in chicken and horse shit. Blink-182, but they've got Tom the Alien Chaser back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, they're playing... (laughs) That's the one show they've chosen to play. Tom's like, yeah, I'll do it, but only if we're playing at that chicken shit festival. (laughs) (laughs) That does sound like something he would do, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. Who would it be for you that would make you dance in the muck? Oh, who would it be? I'll tell you what, I've seen like so many good bands play over the years and, and like, you know, great punk bands, great rock bands, yep. um, all sorts. But I think the most I got out of a show ever was going and seeing Adele, man. She is amazing. Mm. Yep. Adele is so great. And you know what? She'd have some like, she'd have heaps of like good spray to say about like how everything smells like chicken shit. Like it'd be funny. Yeah. It'd be a real good time. <laughs> and you know what, dude? I would, I'll be honest. If, if there was a, if, if there was a chicken shit show going on down the road and there was like some fucking hippie with a guitar at this point and I could drink tap beer. Yeah. I mean, and I wasn't going to get locked up for doing it. I would, I would, I'd go there in a second. Yeah, man. You, so you're telling me that it doesn't matter. Who's playing? You want to go? If you can go, na- I'm in. if you can go now, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. you will go. You're um, I'll go, man. Yeah, man. You're um, you're fending on on uh, being able to go out and socialize, aren't you? You've been, fe- oh, dude. You've been. Has it been hitting you hard recently? 
Yeah, man. I'm just like, because the thing is, it's like, I mean, um, obviously I miss hanging out with, with our friends and yep. everything like that. But um, the biggest thing for me is that like pubs for me are so stimulating uh, with, with just shit going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I just miss that mental stimulation of going to the pub. Yeah, true. Because there's always some fucking drama going on. There's always someone that's too pissed. There's always somebody that that is 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 like saying some like real weird outlandish shit. And there's and then there's that <laughs> weird guy that runs into the bar and starts screaming at people for for like no reason. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I miss that guy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> even him. <laughs> yeah. Even him. <laughs> I hope he's doing alright. <laughs> I haven't seen him in weeks. <laughs> He's still doing it. <laughs> yeah, he's what I just went to do. Oh, dude, I went down um, Brunswick Street, uh, sorry, Sydney Road today, which is uh, for people not from Melbourne. It's uh, Brunswick's one of the one of the biggest uh, inner city hubs, and mm. Sydney Road is the main strip of that hub. Yeah, and there were fucking people everywhere, dude. Oh, really? They're just over it. Dude, like there were people out walking in groups and shit, and I didn't see any cops or anything. I, I, like, I have a, I don't know what's going on with with what announcements they're going to make reducing like restrictions, but it seems to me that it's a bit weird that like there's all these people hanging out and there's no cops telling anyone not to do it. Yeah, that's north side. See, south side because yeah. I live south side. South side, mm. I got followed by the police when I was coming home from work. They were in like. Uh, you know those vans that are the shape of jelly beans uh, in New Zealand? It's, un- it's inappropriate, but I used to be a Brethren, so I can say it. We, in New Zealand, we called them Brethren Mobiles because they were like they were always filled with Brethren. They're vans, but they're in a curved jelly bean shape. There was a paddy wagons. No, um, I th- I, no, nah, they're not, not, a, not a paddy wagon. <laughs> nah, they're like um, huh. it's like a family vehicle. It's a van, but the van is the shape of a jelly bean. So it's a really got, so if you picture it's not a cop it's not an official cop vehicle it's like uh. if you try and picture just a suburban family but the mum is wearing uh, yeah. a, a head covering and the van yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of the van being like all rigid angles the van has like a real curved nose like almost like a normal car Oh uh, yeah 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 another one but the, but it was cops but it was filled with cops like as I got close to it I was like oh are the people in this van wearing hivers and then I was like oh this van is this van is full of police. I, I was like walking. <laughs> I was walking from the train station to home, and then as I kept walking, I was like, "That was weird." Oh, they must be undercover. And then I was like, "Oh, they must be in there to try and snap people in groups." Anyway, I turned around, and they were like softly, well, quietly following behind, but like twenty meters behind. And then in the uh, car or on foot at this point, still in the car, like still yeah. just driving along gently like almost making no noise but then when i got close to my apartment and pulled my keys out they're like and turned around and drove back to the train station i guess so maybe it's slightly different depending on which suburb you're in how hard out they go yeah i reckon yeah you could be yeah you're probably 100 right i um i got uh followed by cops home one time when i was like oh i would have been like 19 or something like that and we went up to the sunshine coast which is the coastline we went it's like uh calandra so it's about 45 minutes from the north side of brisbane up the coast there yeah and um we were there and 
me and my uh, friend, we uh, uh, he's he's a dad, got a job now, so I probably won't name his name, but we'll call him we'll call him Fred. Yeah. So me and Fred, we uh, we we run out of ciggies, and we're like, oh, let's go to the servo and get and 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 get some smokes. And we're like, well, we'll take the booze with us. So we take a goon sack with us, mm. and we're as we're walking there, we're like having fun drinking goon, going down like any like back alley we can find to try and get there faster, and. Little did we know, but there at the same time in the same area, there were two dudes walking around breaking into cars, mm. and like so this so we're coming out of like this laneway, we're walking up the street, and this cop comes like 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 speeding down the road dust with his high beams on, and Chris has the goon sack. You're not gonna he not just gonna like, hide, not Fred. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> So Fred has the goon sack. Yeah. Chris handed it. Chris, Chris quickly handed it to Fred, and yeah. Chris went home safely and did nothing wrong. And uh, we never saw Chris again. And uh, and so Fred, he Fred tosses the 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 goon sack over somebody's house mm. so that we weren't going to get like a drink at a public fun. Yeah. And um and. Uh, this cop comes out and he goes to, and I'm in the front and he goes, get on, get on the front of the cop, cop car now. Well, he didn't say cop car. He goes, get in the front of the car. And so I get on the front of the car and like have my hands on the, on the front of the car. And he's just like, is there anything in your pockets that can hurt me? And I go, nah. And he's just like, takes everything out of my pockets. He's like, stay there. He's like, what's your friend's name? And I go, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes up to Fred and he goes, come over here. He goes, what did you just throw over, uh, over that house? And, and, and Fred goes, nothing, mate. And then he goes, if you don't tell me right now what you threw over that house, I'm going to slap you across the face. Mm. And, and, and my mate goes like about oh, 30 centimeters away from this, from this cop's face and just goes, nothing. And this cop just open hand slaps my mate right across the face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then all these other cops rock up, and um, and they were just like, oh, and we're like, we haven't been breaking into anything. We just like been going to the servo to get smokes, and we like we were drinking, blah blah blah. Mm. And and I was like, this cop just like slapped my friend across the face like as hard as he could. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, and when he gets slapped, it was so funny. Like when he gets slapped, um, my mate Fred just straight away just goes, it was a good sack. It was a good sack. <laughs> But all these other cops rock up, and then we're just like, "Well, that cop just fucking slapped us! Like, we can't get in, like in trouble. Like, you, like you guys should be getting in trouble." And then, and then this, this guy had obviously done this like sort of shit before. Loose and unit. this other cop, yeah, and this other cop fucking knew that we were telling the truth, and he he didn't doubt us for a second. He goes, "Look, you can come in, and you can report that that this happened." But you also would be saying that you're walking around the street drinking in public. So you would each get a $75 fine each, but you can report this cop. And we're just like, oh, let's call it even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we walked and there, and there was like, um, oh, and then just like go home. And so we're like walking. Oh, as we're leaving, um, I asked them directions to the servo to get smokes just because it's being cheeky. And they're just like, you got to go home anyway. They follow us all the way home. Just like, <laughs> just, just driving about, I don't know, like 10, 10 meters behind us. Oh man. It was, um, <laughs> yeah, it was a fun night though. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> A new 2,000-piece jigsaw puzzle has been released, and it's nearly impossible to complete. 
A Japanese board game manufacturer has released a jigsaw puzzle and they've named it Pure Hell. You can buy it for $50. And unlike normal puzzles, this bad boy features an all-white design. So there's no picture on it. There's nothing on it. It's just 2,000 pieces and it's a blank white shape. So if you're not ready to commit to the 2,000-piece puzzle, they also have a 1,000-piece version, which is likely to make you want to tear your hair out as well. <laughs> Timmy, does that just make you want to break out and not be in isolation even more, just hearing about that? I mean... Or would you do it? Oh, I definitely wouldn't do that shit. No way. No way would I even like be a part of it. I, look, I would let it happen in my house. I'm not going to control what other people do with their lives, but I'll mock them. Yeah, I'll. Um, you only yeah, li- I'll you only live with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and I'd mock her. I would <laughs> so that you're making a daily taking a stand there. You're just letting her know that she can buy it, but you will mock her throughout. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's completely fair. I did. I have no desire to do that. I think, but people are going to do that shit. People just like a challenge. Um, do you like puzzles at all? Yeah, I like some. I like some puzzles. Mm. Um, I remember what do my you dad like, had. What do you like the picture to be of? Um, oh, like something, something nice. <laughs> like a, <laughs> like something something colourful. Like an so old. There's heaps of different colours. An old painting of a sunset on some like rural hills. Is that the sort of thing you're after? Like. Just something picturesque. Like a Van Gogh? Yeah. Did he do landscapes? Oh, uh, no, nah, he didn't. Like like a Monet. Oh, yeah, Monet did landscapes. Eh? He did that Starry Night. Is that the one that he did? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like, the puzzle's all right, but I don't love them. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't love them. Like, you can play FIFA instead. Yeah, man, I think... I'd definitely rather game than do a puzzle. I think, yeah, I've never been drawn to the idea of puzzles. Like maybe 25 pieces, 50 pieces max. Is that a puzzle? Is that, (laughs) how small (laughs) would that be if it was true? Or large, just like really big pieces like like they have in Survivor. Do do, do you ever watch Survivor? Oh, yeah, I've seen that sort of thing. Or I mean, yes, I've seen the show and I've seen the things they do (laughs) on that. Yeah. How do you think you'd go in Survivor? Bad. Like, well, I think that in the non-physical challenges, I might be all right. Uh, I might be okay with, like, forming a bond with some people. But I would feel really hurt if I got betrayed. And I watched, I think it was the most recent season, and the guy played everyone really well. Like, I guess that's the point of the game. But if he yeah. did that to me once, I think that I would uh, I would be like, okay, well, I'm out of here. Like, that... <laughs> Like, well done, but you do understand that you broke my trust for, for e- forever, right? Like, I'm a person. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you can win 40000 or whatever, but like, how much am I worth to you? Obviously nothing. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to see myself out after that happened once. I'd burn someone I don't know for 40 grand, for sure. For real. Like, oh, like on a show, like if they knew what they were getting in for. Yeah, um, yeah. I would, I would, I would do. It. I wouldn't burn you. I get. Thanks, man. I guess that's the real. <laughs> they shouldn't call that show Survivor. They should call it um, Betrayer because that's they they dr- dress it up like it's a Castaway Robinson Crusoe thing. Everyone's wearing bandanas, but the way you win that game, aside from athleticism, is Lies. by yeah, 
it's by being a liar. It's it's the yeah. come on a show and be a good liar. That's what the show's really called. If or you, you, if be you called. could be if you could be on any reality TV show and you had to pick one, what would you what would you go on? That new one, too hot to handle. Apparently <laughs> Yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I've I mean, watched it. Because, I mean, I've look at it. me. <laughs> no, but I think that because of most of the time, my sex drive is really, really low and really mellow. And I think that I'd just be fine to hang out and just chat. And then be, I'd love just hassling the people that couldn't keep it together and just ended up <laughs> making love. I'd be like, oh, come on, man. Because have you watched it? No, nah, I just heard about the concept. Um, I, I do like that it's, it's quite good, the concept, in the way that... Um, so the concept is that mm. they have a hundred grand in a kitty yeah. and every time people um, uh, like do kiss or do anything sexual with each other, they lose... Um, the group loses a certain amount of money out of that, out of that kitty. Yeah. And um, like there's a couple of guys... As soon as it was... As soon as money was mentioned, like a hundred grand, then they were just like... Well, fuck finding love or hooking up on this thing. Like, I'm, I'm now here for money. <laughs> like, yeah. And and there were still people there that were like, oh no, like I'm still here to hook up with other like hot people. And then and then that was that. That's the best part of the show. That's right. Because they they pull the rug out. So all of these hot people get put in a house and get told, hey, mm. you're on a a dating reality show. But then once they've been there for a couple of days or something, they tell them, oh, actually. If you kiss someone, then the kitty goes down and you all lose money, right? They 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 spring that information on them once they're already there for a little bit. Dude, they do it after the first day, so it's yeah. like coming. So so it's on the first day, and it's coming up to like nighttime. They've been having some drinks and stuff, and you know that you know that that night, like people are going to be rooting. Yeah, and and as like people are like teeing up who they're going to be rooting that <laughs> night, they uh, they fully just bust out this thing, and it's just their faces are so classic, dude. It's so fucking classic. Yeah, but man. no, it's 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 a good thing. Like the show itself is quite like uh it's it's quite um sentimental in 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 the in the way that uh you get to see a bunch of people who are obviously shallow. Yeah. Start to realize that hey, they might be living life a little bit incorrectly. Oh, do you reckon some of them are having a bit of a wake up moment? Dude, like a bunch of them do. Interesting. I didn't realize the show went down that path. I don't know if it's enough that they would change, but yeah. I, but it's a, but it's enough that they recognize that they're like shallow people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If if I was going to go on a reality show, have you watched The Circle? Surely you've seen The Circle, right? Yeah, I couldn't get into it. I started it, but I couldn't. thought it would have been down your down your alley. Nah, I I don't know why. Maybe I should give it another chance. But I just found like. I wanted real interaction rather than um, just seeing a whole bunch of people separately in their rooms. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It's it's um it's 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 a it's an interesting show. I I I love that. Um, oh man, like there's <laughs> there's one guy in the show that um starts falling for this girl, but it's a girl pretending to be a dude. And I know that that's like a lot of people are like, oh, that's horrible. I just find that really funny. Um, Got cat, <laughs> catfish. <laughs> I know it's horrible. It's horrible, and I don't like. That's one of those things. Where, like, oh, I wish I like. You know how you have those things that you're like, oh, I wish I didn't find that funny. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be like, I, I'd be such a better person. Yeah. If I didn't find that funny, but it's 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 in there. Yeah, man. Have you ever been yeah. catfish? 
Nah, I, I haven't really done any any online dating. I've I, I've never signed up to um, Tinder or, or or anything like that. Um, ah, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I've I've never done it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, lucky. The only thing that I've ever done was there was a. Uh, this one app, and it was like before Tinder, before anything else, like really in the early days um, of of uh, dating apps on your phone, mm. and it was called the Exchange Hotel. Sounds like a sex worker app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, it might have been. And um, it was like uh, it. There was there was like some people that I talked to on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the only that's the only time I didn't meet up with anyone or anything. Though. Just had a chat. Did it cost you money to chat? Nah, it was free. Okay, <laughs> so you just had, yeah. you had a conversation. Maybe did you trick them? Maybe they thought you were going to be meeting up. Oh no! Hang on, I did meet a girl off that, and I did meet up with her. How was when she? I came to when I came to Melbourne? She was normal. She was nice. Awesome. I um. Oh my god, dude, this story. So I went to I went to her house. Yeah. She lived like she lived like a a, a few suburbs over. I went to her house. Yep. And then um, we ended up sleeping together. Okay. And then. I went back out to the front where I'd, the front of her house where I'd parked my car and I'd left my headlights on in my car and my battery was dead. Oh. <laughs> so I had to fucking sit there um, out the front of her house and she kept like like opening her curtains like, why is he like still there? And the next thing like, RACV, you have to rock up to jumpstart <laughs> my car. Oh, man. It was so embarrassing, bro. Was she nice? Yeah, she was cool. And you met on the hotel exchange. Man, that, that yeah. feels so 90s. I'm imagining that whole story in the mid-90s. So that would have been <laughs> like... When I, that, that was like when I just moved to Melbourne. Like, So that would have been... That would be like... Yeah, like seven and a half years And you'd, you'd been chatting to her in Brisbane, but you, you'd looked... Nah. Oh, okay. So you came to Melbourne... Downloaded the hotel exchange and then you like yeah. got got to chatting and then you and then you killed your battery outside of this girl's house. Yeah, <laughs> I want to find out. I'm just gonna quickly open up another tab. The exchange hotel. The exchange hotel dating app. Yeah. Maybe I should jump on there. Oh, it's just Is saying, it still a it, thing. It just says it's a Port Melbourne pub. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't just meet her at the pub? <laughs> no. Who knows? I'm, uh... How how hammered were you? Um, I, I was probably hammered, and I've, and I've been hammered hundreds of times since. So I... <laughs> the memory might be blurry. Who knows? Yeah, man. All right, Timmy. Uh, have you? Uh, sorry if I'm jumping in too early, but is that the end of the regular stories? Yeah, man, let's jump into the, uh, have you got a Am I the Arsehole for us? I do. So Timmy and I have just stolen a section off Reddit and it's called Am I the Arsehole? Basically, we get you to decide and we decide whether the person who's written this post is the arsehole or not. <clears throat> Am I the arsehole for refusing to change my accent and laughing in a classmate's face after she told me that my accent is offensive? A bit of a weird post, but please bear with me. I'm 19 years old. I'm a girl. I'm from Germany. And I also go to university there. Because of my major, I have to take some advanced English classes. 
and this incident happened about two months ago. About three years ago, I went to England for a month and I stayed with an English guest family there. I guess that's like a host family when you have people come stay. Naturally, all of them speak with a heavy English accent. And after a few weeks, I started to adopt that British accent. It's normal for a guest student to adopt a certain accent for the duration of their stay, according to my guest family. But what's weird is that my accent didn't go away after I returned to Germany. I've been speaking with a British accent ever since. Uh, I still write and I use American English words like colour, C-O-L-O-R, instead of C-O-L-O-U-R. And I say fries instead of chips. And just to remind you, I was there three years ago. And I was there for, I was there for one month. Now, I have an English class at my university, and it's pretty diverse. There's people from lots of different countries, including one student from England. The student from England naturally spoke with an English accent. Our class has a lot of speaking exercises, since it's an English class. And during our class last semester... One of my new friends asked me why I speak with an English accent when I'm German. I shortly explained that I had spent some time in England and that's why I speak this way. The English girl was sitting next to me and she must have overheard. After the class, she approached me and she said, I think it's offensive that you speak in a British accent when you're not British. You should not pretend to be British. She then said that me speaking in a British accent is borderline cultural appropriation. I was so confused. (laughs) (laughs) I was so confused in that moment that I just chuckled and I said, okay, and I walked off. I pretty much forgot about the incident until I checked the new entry list for the class and I saw her name on it. Am I the asshole for speaking in an English accent even though I'm German and laughing in the British girl's face when she confronted me about it? And now she's added an edit to this post. She said, a lot of people don't believe that my accent changed only within one month and accused me of faking the British accent to seem special. I honestly don't know what to say except for, yes, my accent is real and it changed within that time span. I also didn't change the way that I speak consciously. It just happened and I never felt the desire to adopt an English accent. It just happened. So again, Timmy, the question is, is she the asshole for speaking with an English accent and laughing in the girl's face? Nah, nah, she's definitely not the asshole. She's not the, the other person. You know how I feel about like other people like caring too much about other people's shit. You know, like just 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 leave her alone. If she wants to talk like a like a like a what sort of English accent do you reckon it is? Do you reckon it's um? Do you reckon it's like real posh or do you reckon it's like real street Essex style? Street Essex style. I reckon she like she went. She's, I reckon she started off pure German, like almost like parody oh, German, mate. and then she came back like, "You want fucking go then, all right? <laughs> you from Tottenham?" <laughs> I like the idea that she was real nerdy German to start with, like, mm, "Yeah, yeah," and then came back like, "All right, you what?" <laughs> like it changed changed her whole demeanor. All right. Um, yeah, I, I like that too. And you know what? If she went to another country and she and 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 she just fell in love with with that culture, like I look, I'm okay with it. I know, like I'm sweet with that shit. You know, it's 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 from. It's, she's not like trying to like take anything away from it. She yeah. doesn't even want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever picked up accent or slang from anywhere you've been? 
Yeah, I get um, from time to time. Uh, people think that I'm Kiwi. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, 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 and 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 that's from hanging out with you and heaps of heaps of Kiwis over over a long time though. Yeah, man, that's pretty crazy though because you have a really strong Aussie accent as in my from what I hear. Well, I think maybe it's been brought up in times too where uh, I may have been like the only Australian in a crew. Oh, okay. So and, comparatively, yeah, true. And I don't know. And I, I, I'm, but like, I never say, I, I never do the classic like Kiwi, like France, dance, prance, any of that. Like I'm always very nasally with, 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 with like the, the shit that I say, like dance, France, prance. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I don't, I don't hear it, but I, but I have been told by more than one person. Yeah, occasions that they thought I that they thought I was I was from New Zealand. Were they trying to hassle you? Were they like, "Hey, man, that's awesome"? Um, they 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 didn't really. I look, I don't. When, when people bring up shit about me, like I don't leave much uh, room open for a conversation if I don't want to talk about it. Oh, do you, I just do go you just change the subject. Go, oh yeah, I just go. Oh yeah, and they just. <laughs> You just let it drop. You let it screech to a halt. Yeah, is, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? I don't think so. Nah. <laughs> so, nah. So they're like, oh, picking up a few Kiwi words, and you go, oh, yep, <laughs> and you just stare at them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> bro, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yep. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she's an asshole? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think she's an asshole. But yeah, I do. I am a little dubious about whether or not you can pick up an accent and keep a solid British accent from three years ago when you were only there for four weeks. I'm dubious yeah, but, about it, but I don't think it makes her an asshole. But you've got those people that, um, you know, those people that wake up one day and they've got like a, like there'll be someone from the, the, that lives in like Canada and they'll wake up with like a, like a real racist Asian accent one day. And that's the only way that, it's like the only way that they could talk. Some and it's electricity went through their brain or they had some kind of seizure and, and then they instantly have an accent. Those people. Yeah, man, those people. And, and I, I don't know. I, I, do you believe her? If you if you had to if you had to if you if you had to say yes or no, I don't I don't believe it. I don't think it's legit. I think she I think she thinks it's cool, but mm. and but she's still not an asshole. She's not an asshole. She's a geek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not an asshole. You're just a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on to the good news story. So this is the point. So this is the... Yeah, you go for oh, it. You tell them. <laughs> you go for it. Okay. Let, 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 let's do it sentence by sentence. So this, this is, is the, the point, point in the show, show where <laughs> we let you cleanse, cleanse your palate. Uh, we've been talking a whole lot of rubbish. I told you all that at one point in my life I sucked somebody's toes and we covered a lot of other stuff. But before we just leave you to finish this podcast, drift off to sleep and dream about that. We're going to leave you with something good, some good news that is happening in the world. And I'm excited. Yeah. yeah this one's cool because uh, I love it when we get to talk about good news within our own music community and good news within our own countries. And 
this one's really encouraging. So Dan plays for the Black Alleys. He's the lead singer of the Black Alleys, and he's doing a fundraiser at the moment to try and help support Melbourne venues. Melbourne venues have done a lot for us as a band and a lot of other bands where we get to play there. They're really casual about uh, about us turning up on time. And uh, mm. now Dan is giving back to them. So I had a chat with Dan. Dan, how's it going? Hey, you're right, mate. What's happening? Not too much. Now, you are doing something that I think is very positive within our community of musicians. Can you talk me through uh, what you've come up with and how it all works? Yeah, so we've set up this band campaign and we've uh, we've got songs from a whole bunch of uh, Melbourne artists here that are all for sale for just uh, $2 each and we're going to be putting all the money towards uh, venues to help recover after this whole, you know, lockdown laws and all that sort of, hopefully eventually pass one day, then mm. uh, yeah, we'll be donating this money to some venues that have been doing it tough and so they can get back into things and hit the ground running. Awesome. So if somebody's listening to this and they're keen to get involved and get some money through to you guys so that you can support uh, local venues, where can they go? Well, you can just head straight to the Bandcamp website. That's thekingdom393.bandcamp.com. And uh, if you're a band that would like to help out and get your songs on the page, then that's more. We'd, we'd love to get you involved. And if you could just shoot an email through to d.keelerup. Great name to have to spell out. <laughs> uh, <you know>. <laughs> no, <laughs> just sound it out. People will know. K-I-E-L-L-E-R-U-P. Yep. at hotmail.com just send it through to that and we'll get in touch with you and hopefully get you involved in the project yeah nice man and can you tell me how did you come up with the idea well uh, it's funny actually there's uh, there's four of us that lived here and I think three of us had the same idea in the one day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the days where a certain heavy you know amount of restrictions came in and we were just like we just have to do something like I know some of our all of our all of our friends had just realised they were going to be out of work and all these bands had nowhere to play and mm. we're, we're sort of with this rehearsal space and the setup we've got there we're in a position where we can try and do something you know yep. just something to keep things ticking along basically yeah because yeah people need that right now and people need it in the future yeah oh, i love it man uh what's that band camp address one more time that's the kingdom 393.bandcamp.com and uh i'm not going to try and spell my last name again maybe you should just get through uh <laughs> yeah you can rewind if you want to hear the spelling again paste it nicely in your browser yeah man awesome you're a legend thanks heaps dan no worries cam thanks for calling And of course, big thanks to Warm Fish Salad for the backing track there. Um, <laughs> was that Ryan with his Warm Fish Salad, dude? I was, I was, I was wondering what you were playing in the background. I was like, dude, that's sounding um, real legit. Yeah, that real song. Legit. That song's called Elon Musk has expensive wanks. When you consider how much his time is worth, and he Warm Fish Salad demanded that I don't give away his. Real identity. I guess he's kind of like Dead Mouse, but in the Melbourne music scene. Did I just say his name? <laughs> <laughs> you gave away two identities in this episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck them all, eh? Fuck them all. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Well, nice hanging out virtually and socially distanced from you, Timmy. I can hear that you're very keen to get back out there, get back into the pub and hang out with that screaming man who bowls in. <laughs> so, love him miss him yeah. love him 
<laughs> nah, it's been as always always a pleasure mate it's uh, been fun hanging out for another episode and thank everyone for listening in um, we don't really have anything to promote at the moment um, but uh, jump on to uh, what Dan was just talking about just before and go and check it out and um, we'll be back in the next week or so. Follow us on social media. If you've got a news story that you want us to read out, uh, Charging Stallion on Facebook and Instagram, send it through. Either me or Timmy will read it out for you. And thank you again. You have been listening to Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. <laughs> His name's Cam. His name's Timmy. We love you. Wait one sec.